0: Hello and welcome to Passing the Mic, a podcast where we take a look at the local music scene in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and the surrounding area. I'm your host, Michael Pye. This is a podcast of Central Michigan Life. Be sure to visit us at cmlife.com and find this podcast on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. And today on Passing the Mic, we have Mr. Dave Mead. Hello.
1: Hello. It's great to be with you.
0: All right. So, uh... Uh, just to break the ice, um my first question uh what got you into music?
1: yeah, good question um something I've loved for as long as I can remember. Uh, my parents both um especially my dad but my but both my parents um were singer songwriters all my whole childhood. Um, and to this day, I still have not written as many songs as my dad has, <laughs> so um, so he was very proficient in songwriting and performed throughout my childhood and also drug me into that a little bit as well um and so um, that kind of kicked things off for me, and um, I just loved it all through being a kid and so, yeah, that sparked it then so what instrument or instruments have you focused on? so I play. The guitar. I've played a little bit of percussion through the years, but primarily I play the guitar. And I honestly, I always tell people I play the guitar so that I can sing. Like my voice is my first instrument and uh, you'll never walk into my studio or at the house and just hear me noodling around on the guitar. Um, (laughs) I'm all if I'm playing the guitar, I'm singing uh, or I'm writing. Um, So I wouldn't call myself, you know, a pro. Um, I play rhythm. I'm good at it, but I am as good at it as I need to be to sing. That's that's so that's my instrument.
0: Yeah, a lot of musicians we talk to are, you know, singers first. Yeah. You know, especially the people who are frontmen in a band. Yep.
1: You nailed it. That's it. That's me. <laughs> All right. Now, uh what how would you best describe your genre? Ah. That is getting to be a harder and harder question to answer as there is so many genres. <laughs> um I mean, what general but, direction? Yeah. So um I I would say um, we're an indie band and in the like rock, pop, alternative kind of mashup. And so, I mean, there's moments if you ever make it out to a show where we're going to just bring it and rock it out, it's going to be upbeat and a ton of fun. And then there's others where it's more ballady and pulled back and emotive and uh, storytelling. Um, so there's a wide mixture, but in that pop rock alternative kind of,
0: yeah, pop rock. That's an interesting change of pace for us because the past few people we've interviewed are like in the punk direction.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. You
0: know, especially in our last interview with Mr. Joel Lewis, he was a, uh, you know, in the punk rock scene here in Mount
1: Pleasant. Sure. long ago. Sure, that's awesome. Yeah, love it. So,
0: are you from the Mount Pleasant area, by the way?
1: I'm not, but I am born and raised in uh, Gladwin, Michigan, just a stone's throw away, about oh. 45 minutes from here. Um, we I do have two guys in the band that are from Mount Pleasant though, that have lived here and grown up here and um and still reside here. So I'm
0: just curious, have you performed for Moore Media Records or some Summit Sessions Live? I have not. Oh, yeah, because that's Moore Media Records is our on campus label and we've oh, right on. you know, musicians that have played for it and Yeah, I believe they're Was or will be a release party? Okay, for the next sampler CD. I'll have to double check. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, So let's see. Um, What are some of your earliest influences?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in a pretty uh, religious context. um, Lots of Christian music, and so early on for me, I don't know. I'll throw a band name uh, by the a band by the name of Petra. (laughs) <laughs> that uh, may not be widely known, uh, but they were like a Christian rock band at the time that uh, I listened to a lot when I was like, I don't know, probably 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, so that was like some of my early in- influences. And then, of course, church music, just because of being in church all the time. Um, and uh, as I've gotten into my adult life, um, a little bit more on the line of like Coldplay play. Love Coldplay, Um, even more recent, One Republic, Imagine Dragons, love those guys. Um, And they certainly some of those flares are influencing some of my music a little bit. Um, But, uh, yeah. Cool.
0: So let's see. So how did your music career evolve
1: over the years? Yeah, great question. I'm a slow starter, so I... It started when I was a kid and with my family, as I mentioned. Um, But then I got into adult life, started a family. I started a business. I'm a cabinet maker by trade. And so I was, through my 20s, I was in the thick of all of that and didn't have a lot of time for music at all. And so, um, and really prior as a kid, I just putzed around at stuff. And I loved it, but I really didn't take it seriously. So it wasn't until I was like, man, probably... 30, right around 30 uh, years old that I really started to get the bug. Started writing my own stuff. Um, started playing with other guys and putting head uh, of a band for about 8 years called Second Mile. Um, and pretty much through my 30s um, was doing that. Um, and so <clears throat> that really um, is kind of where the ball got rolling. was in my 30s and then even more recently, taking it even more seriously. And, uh, and, and as with anything, the longer you do it and the more dedicated to doing it well that you are, the better you get at it. Um, and so, and I've just recently in the last, well, through COVID actually, um, this group of guys has come together that just crazy talented and we're focused heavily through COVID on producing our, uh, music, and uh so we've been releasing content and then more recently starting to line up book shows and and play out some more so it's it's been a fun journey for sure
0: now how challenging has it been to balance that with work life and family life very <laughs>
1: there's not enough time in a day uh
0: <laughs> I can imagine.
1: so Um, So, yeah, definitely challenging, but it's been something that is so, I don't know, for lack of a better way to say it, just life giving for me and and the guys that have rallied around this recently. um, It's just something we love to do. So we're just committed to making time for it. And it's really that's the deal. Like you got to make time for it, Um, although because life will just swallow it up. There's just there's a lot going on with work and family and so on. And those are priorities and they have to be maintained, but um, we're committed to to doing this thing, so mm-hmm. yeah. So what's the name of that band that you
0: were in in your 30s again?
1: It was called Second Mile.
0: Okay, uh, yeah. so tell us a little bit more about Second Mile.
1: Yeah, sure. So that one started um, really with just buddies in the town that I live in, and uh, and so, uh, we had one female. She was a lead guitarist and the rest of us guys um, and it was five-piece band and uh, all just closet musicians. Honestly, none of us had really ever even played in a band before or very little. Um, and so we just made Thursday night's band night, like the classic garage band kind of deal. And so for a couple hours, we just started playing together and initially. And then I started writing. And so then we started to create music around what I was writing and then we started doing shows and before long we're doing 40, 50 shows in a year. And, and that honestly to that, your previous question came up against a point where um, my wife and I had adopted a 14 year old girl who became our daughter and, but changed our life dramatically at home uh with our four biological children (laughs) already um and so i needed to step back from that because it was just getting to be too much and so that's how that came to an end as well so that was uh yeah just a bunch of local friends that got together and started to make some stuff happen and people were enjoying it and so we started playing out and and it just kind of spread all over michigan for a few years
0: Now, are any people from that band playing in your current backing bands?
1: No, uh, they're not. Uh, This is all new. And everybody in the current band, this has just kind of developed over the last couple years, like I said, starting just prior to COVID. Um, So my my drummer is from Mount Pleasant. I have a guitar player kind of utility player like keys guitar plays a little bit of it, or mando banjo <laughs> like lots of stuff um he's from Pleasant. also then i've got a bass player and auxiliary drummer um who is from the flint area and then lead guitar player who's from way up in east jordan up north so and then i'm in gladwin and then my front of house engineer is also from gladwin so we're spread way out um but this time, the model, instead of doing that, like, you know, every week we get together in garage Band kind of model, I was really committed to finding solid musicians that I could literally just say, hey, here's the material, learn the material, come to the show, ready to go. And, uh, and so that's really how we do it. Uh, very little rehearsal time. Um, just show up ready to rock. And these guys are crazy talented, and it's worked out so well, so... All right, let's see. Um, Now, what's your songwriting
0: process like?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm frankly still figuring that out somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) So, but in general for me, I I write, I usually have a concept um, initially, Um, not musically, just like more of a thematic out, like, what's the theme of the song going to be about lyrically? So start there. And then usually um, I look for a rhythm or a groove or a beat um, that really, for it, for me, kind of sets the tone of, like, what's the vibe of this song going to be? Um, and then I'll start noodling around, you know, fishing for melody and fishing for lyrics and, Usually those two kind of go hand in hand, um, and uh, uh, they kind of just develop at the same time, the melody and lyrics piece. So I'm kind of a, <clears throat> oh, I don't know what you call it, just a, a babbler almost, like I won't have lyrics necessarily, but um, I just will start almost babbling melody lines, you know, fishing, fishing melody lines. But as I do that, also lyrics start to come in, come to mind and I'll write those down. And um, and so just kind of then build from the foundation, but it starts with a concept, then usually a groove that kind of sets a vibe or a tone, you know, is this, where's the song going? And then filter in melody and lyrics on top of that. So that's that's my general process, but. Yeah. Now with band
0: members from all across the state, how easy is it to get them all like say,
1: into the studio, so yeah. to record the music? Sure, sure so our producer is the guy that i mentioned his name's case uh that's like our utility player and he lives here in mount pleasant so he and i spend a lot of time together and he and he's such a talented not just producer but musician so a lot of the work that we're doing in the studio um, he will actually produce it i won't necessarily have all the guys end up coming into the studio so Peter, our drummer, usually will come into the studio, but he happens to also be from Pleasant, so that's convenient. Um, they're actually brothers, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, so he he'll go into the studio, lay down the drum track, um, and then I'll come in do vocals. Um, and then Case is generally recording a lot of the other produced elements, studio produced elements, and instrumentation. And so
0: yeah, let's see now. What are a few standout albums or songs that you've done?
1: So um, with this particular band, we just started releasing content, like, as I mentioned, kind of through the COVID era season. Oh. And uh, and initially out of the gate, we just were like, we're just going to slowly start producing a song, release it as a single, produce, release as a single, produce, release as a single, just mm-hmm. to kind of get this ball rolling. So that's what we've done so far. Um, we're about to release two more. Um, one releases uh, at the end of May, May 27th, and uh, and then we'll release another one mid, mid-June. Two opposite ends of the spectrum. The one that's coming out the 27th is a uh, um, real upbeat rockin' tune. Uh, the one that comes out in June is a love song that's more stripped back, pulled pulled back. Uh, touchy-feely emotive kind of a song oh yeah um, and so um, but yeah so we've just been releasing singles just to build some traction keep some content in front of our audience be growing our audience which is slowly happening um, and uh, especially now with the ability to get out and play shows we started playing shows last summer um, and fall and through the winter and picking stuff up again now going into this summer which is super exciting um in fact we've got one coming up on may 14th um so we're just pumped to be playing live and the more we play live the more people jump on board that way as well with our music and sticker stick with it so yeah it's fun cool so so take
0: us into life on the road like what's it like you know playing at venues practicing sure
1: traveling sure 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 so uh it's for us, we're primarily playing in Michigan right now. So most of our dates um, occasionally we'll do either multi-day festival or we'll be far enough out that, you know, we'll crash at a hotel or whatever. But most of our dates you know, we really can drive two and a half hours back home or whatever, right? So, so our, our road, life on the road is really like crammed into a day. A really long, yeah, like sh- the day of the show is a long day, right? So <laughs> we start super early in the morning, get to the venue, you know, leave, you know, leave town, get to the venue, and uh, we're all coming from a variety of places. So we all converge at the venue, and then we've got you know set up PA and lights and all of that, um, run through sound checks, uh, and get ready for the show. Well, then do the show which is our favorite part right the shortest amount of time is our favorite part <laughs> and uh, which we love it and and then usually try to connect with our audience for a while after the show then you tear down load the trailer and then drive you know back to where we're all from and so it makes for a super long day most, most show days um, but we love it we love being together and uh, it's yeah, that's why we're doing what we're doing, so.
0: So, is there as much, say, like, traveling in a bus, or
1: is it just everyone, you know, meets at the location? So, um, there's a couple of us that will um, ride up together, um, and but the most of the guys meet at the location. Oh. So, sometimes if we're playing up north, especially in the summertime, we end up with a lot of gigs up north. Um you know the guy that's from Flint. He might drive up to where we're at in Gladwin, and then jump in with us, and then we'll go all together from there. You know, so sometimes we do some of that. But
0: Yeah. yeah. now this leads to the question that I ask every band: Yeah, who gets the aux cable?
1: <laughs> who gets the ox cable? Yeah. <laughs> so our front of house engineer gets to make that call every time. He's he's the boss. He's in charge. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, so I and I, <clears throat> I forgot to mention I should I should mention this uh, <clears throat> in your question as far as like standout album or song or whatever. Um, the song that got me back into this, I wrote a song called Relentless in that season where I had stopped playing with Second Mile just for family reasons. Uh, and um, and then I honestly I wasn't sure if I'd ever get back at it again. Um I wrote a song called Relentless and somebody ended up getting behind that song. sent me to Nashville um, to record that song in 2019. And that just got the ball rolling again. I didn't have a band at that time. I just I just had this song that we recorded in Nashville released it. and uh, people were loving it and you know started to get some asks just before COVID hit to to play out and so the first couple guys that joined the band came on board to do some of that then COVID hits oh. the team remains and we just keep releasing stuff through COVID until we could start playing again but anyway so that's that song definitely jump started this season of music for me again um, so yeah now
0: what are some lyric are there like specific
1: lyrical themes to relentless? <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> definitely it's a bit vi- The verses are kind of a raw look at um, just life and uh, at how sucky life can be at times. You know, it's kind of maybe that stereotypical artist, (laughs) you know, life sucks kind of vibe. Um, But just, you know, it starts with the question, what's wrong with the world? You say, I'm asking the same every day. And then it kind of unveils all the stuff that we all live with, live and deal with, you know, in our daily lives. And then the chorus is kind of more of this big, you know, anthem that uh, is where basically just reaching the end of my rope with all of that. And um, in the first half, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I won't do this anymore. But then the second half, um, kind of nodding to um, the fact that we don't have to do it, do this anymore. There is hope. Um, do it. And I say this, the stuff that I'm talking about in the verses, all the negative, all the stuff that pulls you down. There is hope. There is positivity in the world. You can find peace. You can find meaning and purpose and uh, latching on to that power um, to infiltrate our life, to um, give us meaning and direction is a real thing. So the bridge just calls out to um, the choices that we all have to make in our everyday life are we going to cave into the pull of the negative that's constantly you know yanking on us and trying to get us to head in directions that are maybe destructive to ourselves and other people or are we going to make choices to do the hard work it takes to to head in a different direction that's that actually um not only helps ourselves but also helps people around us where you know right where we live How you
0: know the the song that talks about negative stuff, you know, still mentions the positivity, the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah,
1: how I, I often say my writing style is, in in if in short, if I could describe it, my writing style is life sucks, but it's about to get better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So let's see, um, what are some other Michigan-based artists that you look up to? Or I guess I could ask, have you had the opportunity to work
1: with others as well? Yeah, and that's looked uh, differently over the years. Um, But, um, so, uh, Matt Moore, I don't know if you've ever interviewed him, but if you haven't, you really should, because he's right here in Mount Pleasant. And he's pretty accomplished. Oh, I'll make a note of that. And he... uh, has been a friend of mine for years and years and years. And, um, and so both of us had some similar starts, some similar upbringings and have each kind of pursued music in a, in a little bit different ways, especially genre, speaking of genre, but, but uh, he's, uh, he's a brilliant music, musician and, uh, and uh, has certainly been on a local scale an inspiration to me um for sure um so yeah i that's really the the biggest one and we're talking on you know local local bands so
0: oh, and there's that m-o-o-r-e yeah yeah so Moore is in Moore hall
1: yeah. yeah
0: so let's see so for you what is the best music city in michigan because there's like detroit yeah grand rapids kalamazoo
1: and right. all that right wow that's a um that's a hard question i've probably consumed you know as a consumer music consumer (laughs) um i've taken in more live music in detroit than any other city my favorite music venue um is royal oak music theater um and just because it's it's got that old, you know, old theater vibe and um but it's not huge, so it's still intimate. You know, I think the place only it caps out at maybe 1500 or 2000 at the most. Um and seen some great bands come through there and um so that's I've taken in more music there than anywhere, so probably have to give the nod to to Greater Detroit area. Um just based on my experience, so, but I've seen some great shows in Grand Rapids too. Twenty Mineral Live is a fantastic venue, um, and but yeah, probably throwing it to Detroit. <laughs> cool. Now, what is your favorite place in Michigan to perform at? Wow, uh, anything outside uh, festivals um, in the summertime are an absolute riot everybody is just in such a positive happy state of mind in those contexts that we absolutely love it um the biggest uh with this group uh well and of any group that i've played in um actually uh, we've been asked to play a couple times actually main stage for a festival in Gaylord called big ticket festival and um uh, yeah, so with, that's I think our biggest audience that we were in front of was around 10,000 there. So that's a lot of fun. Just, yeah, uh, another way to say it, it's just fun. The yeah. sun's out and everybody's happy and summertime and it's outside and good music and good people and good times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I looked on your website and it said that you play for crowds of anywhere from like 10 to 15 to 8,000 yeah. and that kind of intrigued me like do you play private events because I sure. saw the wide range yeah. of crowd size and frankly
1: that would be another you know favorite venue is frankly a living room <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm serious we've had so many good times just telling stories singing songs um, in those contexts where there's anywhere from you know, maybe 20 to 50 people that pile into somebody's living room or basement or backyard. And uh, and we try to do a handful of those every year. And um, just because they're very enriching, like it's people just sharing life together. You know, I don't know how else to say it. Um, might be a barbecue. might You know, there's usually a meal involved or so, of some kind and and, um, and some music and just good people, good times. So, yeah, love it.
0: Yeah. No. Me so what are some challenges that you have faced lately you know with your current bands you know playing live making yeah.
1: music like with COVID or post-COVID sure. or just in general yeah so coming out of COVID and just trying with this being a band that really established itself during COVID so we didn't have you know an established audience or anything before and now um so coming out of COVID and really getting the opportunity to start putting ourselves in front of people. We've had fantastic response, um, from the people we've been able to get in front of, but the challenge is just that age old, getting your name out there. And, you know, people even knowing that you exist, your music exists, where to find it, um, all of that. And, and, you know, limited resources, you know, money wise, everything's expensive, limited time, you know we're all working jobs and we've already talked about all that so families and careers and so on and so forth so all of that coming together is definitely a challenge um to just get the word out um the gigs that we're booking are quality gigs and um and so we've been able to get in front of some really awesome people that have fallen in love with our music and we just want to keep doing that so slowly going to keep pounding away and getting the word out there and getting in front of people. So, Yeah.
0: I imagine there are advantages and disadvantages to, you know, starting after COVID in comparison to an artist that has been operating before COVID and then being impacted by that and then having to shut everything down. You know? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, had, we had nothing to lose right on the music side of things. Like yeah. we're, we're starting in that whole time. Whereas artists that were well-established beforehand, that was tough for them. Right. They've, you know, they're, their careers are on the line. They've got people that work for them, you know, on the road, all that stuff. Um, they had a lot to lose, whereas we were just getting started. So we didn't have anything to lose in that season. We're just now trying to emerge um, and, you know, establish our brand and who we are in our music. So,
0: yeah, I imagine it was especially challenging because, you know, during a time where there are still people who are afraid to go to live events, which may not be as much the case today right you know this late into the game for sure
1: yeah definitely seeing that shift since we started playing out you know late spring last year um there's definitely in like increasing numbers you know and people's willingness to actually get out and do stuff and so on that that's definitely changing from when we first started last this time last year
0: and it looks like in spite of those challenges you've still built up an impressive social media following i mean i saw i came across you guys just scrolling through my facebook feed and i saw a sponsored post right there they yeah, need music I'm right like, okay oh, hey, awesome. these are from the area yeah i should reach out to these guys
1: <laughs> yeah that's some of our efforts to get the word out and we've got this show coming up on may 14th um, trying to push that um and that's right in gladwin so it's not that far away Um, and two indie bands. The other, um, indie band that's opening is from Midland. Um, Noah Scheiber and the second act is their name. And they're, uh, uh, some young guys out of Midland that are writing original content and are super talented. So it'll be a fun night, two indie bands, uh, two great bands and one great show. So,
0: so what other shows do you have coming up this year down the pipeline?
1: Yeah. So, um, we've got, uh, and we're playing Big Ticket Festival again uh, in early July. Um, we got a gig in Howell in August and up in Charlevoix in August. Um, we'll be at a, a smaller festival up there. Um, and a couple, um, actually one other little festival in Gladwin in June. So a handful of shows that are rolling in for the summertime. So that's off the top of my head anyway.
0: Cool. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure people can like, you know, go to your website or follow you on social media. For sure, media for sure. Up with all that,
1: absolutely, so. DaveMeadMusic.com. It'll all be there whenever we're playing, so.
0: Yeah, so, so what's next for Dave Mead Music
1: Yeah, going forward? Um, uh, more of the same, you know, in that sense we, you know, what we're doing, we've established um, quality music, we've established a quality live show. Um and we're ready to just get out and do more of it. So that's uh, a lot. We'd like to um, continue to write and actually get to where we could, you know, uh, put an album together and put a tour maybe together in 2023, like around that album release. Um, So really, I mean, just kind of more of the same in that sense, like what we're already doing, just hopefully a lot more of it, so.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there who is listening to this, who is thinking of, you know, becoming a musician themselves or like, you know, at least, you know, giving it a shot, getting together with a bunch of their friends and jamming along, maybe going to more media records and recording. So, so what would your advice be to someone who wanted to get into music? Yeah. You
1: are, um, man, I love that question. Uh, so if, if, in listening to this, if you're doing the math along the way on how old I am, <laughs> uh, I'm not a kid by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, absolutely. Right? I and, mean, this is
0: people of any age.
1: Yeah, and, and so, but and to my point, uh, find your passion. That That's, uh, why are you doing this? Like why, and why do you want to do this? Because I don't personally believe that success is measured or even passion is defined by, say, making it big in the industry, you know, starry-eyed dreams. Though That's more a result of your passion that could happen. But if that's what you're living for, then your dream will die as soon as that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. And so for me, I... This music is a form of communication. It's a way for me to communicate things that are very difficult to express with words um, alone. And um, and so it's almost even therapeutic for me. It's It reminds me of the most important things in life. Like what am I living for? Um, it reminds me of the things that I'm fighting for, the people I'm fighting for, the relationships I'm fighting for, all of those kinds of things. Um, music does that for me and so that's um, why I'm so passionate about it and I I love that medium of communication and, and expression and so I'm going to be doing this till the day I die and uh, regardless if there's five people in the living room listening to me as it says on the <laughs> website um, or we're in front of 10,000 people it doesn't matter to me and that's what I've loved about the team that's rallied around us is they all have that same heartbeat it's more about the connection of people and in this form of communication that gives, uh, us the ability to, um, really, uh, define things that are hard to. And so, um, so that's what we love it. And we're going to keep doing it no matter what. And that would be my encouragement is find your, why you're doing this and what is your passion, what is driving you. And if you find, if you connect to something that you can really connect with your entire life. It'll never go away, and you'll find meaning and purpose in it, regardless of you know what kind of quote success or not that you have. So,
0: yeah, and if you have to balance and the way the music industry is, especially today, I mean, you would have to have a lot of passion because you're going to be balancing this along with a day job. I mean, yep. it's actually unlikely that you're going to be like the next Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, or right on. Like that,
1: exactly. You're so. That's so true. Yep. Do, what you, do it because you love it, and then trust the results. Yeah, and be willing to work hard. That you gotta. It's it takes a lot of hard work, and so that's another thing. If you don't have passion, you're not going to be willing to put the hours in and to make the time for it and and do the hard work it takes to produce something that can mean something to people or that people would w- even want to listen to. So
0: yeah, and especially since you know streaming royalties like Spotify, that certainly doesn't help all that much. Right. at
1: Right. <laughs> no that's for sure. Not going to make loads of money there. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, let me see. That's about all I had. So, is there anything that I missed or is there anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, I just I, I am grateful for the opportunity to just sit down and have this conversation. Um, I love music. It's uh just such a meaningful part of my life. And the opportunity to share that with other people is just so enriching and the human just the whole human experience around it all uh love it and i uh hope to maybe sit in a room with some of your listeners sometime and uh and share some of it that way as well cool so going off of that i'll give you the opportunity to plug your website one last time yeah right on so davemeadmusic.com That'll take you to anything you want to find out about us and uh, all of our music on all of our platforms and so on. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, Mr. Dave Mead, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for coming by. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Passing the Mic. Once again, I am Michael Pye. For more great podcasts like this, check out Central Michigan Life Podcasts on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good one.